And welcome back, everybody, to a special 420 Hump Day edition of the Chop Sports Daily, coming to you live from the Flipping Made Easy Studios here in beautiful, sunny Matawan, New Jersey, from the Custom Cabinet Creation Sports Desk. I got myself, I got my boy sitting in for Dave, wrestling Rob, and we got A4 in the corner. Anthony, you do have a mic today, so you can oh. chime in when, when necessary. First and foremost, I want to apologize for the lack of a show yesterday, ran into life. So that's all I'm going to say about it. Life got in the way and there was no show. That said, we do have some sports on hand. But first, I want to get into the Patreon, which I'll pull up. If you guys would like to support the show, please go to patreon.com forward slash chop sports. There's three tiers, three, five and ten dollars. We got um, a few things, some we actually had a new Patreon subscriber, and I have to make a gift card for them. So $25 nice. Chop Sports gift card for all new Dynasty members who sign up for Patreon. If you are watching this on YouTube and you are not subscribed, please go do so. There, we got that out of the way. Sports, bro. Well, you can tell it's 420 because I'm sitting here and you're going through it. And I'm like, where's my microphone? <laughs> so Rob is already cooked. <laughs> pull it, I'm pull not it down. <laughs> that cooked. I did have an a early wake and bake coffee and cannabis session. Nice. But nonetheless, we do have sports to get into. I'm going to go over some of the headlines that we missed from the last two days. Um, first, John Jones possible return to the UFC heavyweight division, and they're looking at July 2nd in a uh, fight against Stipe Miocic. We got Garrett Cole still sucks. The Mets won two games of a doubleheader with the Giants. We got uh, Marcus Smart wins defensive player of the year. Jerry West wants an apology from HBO. He's a little upset. <laughs> I guess he doesn't like how he was depicted in the winning time documentary or show on HBO Max. Um, there is going to be a potential new Major League Baseball team that's going to be in Nashville, and there's a lot of interesting details as to how that's going to come about. I know, Rob, you have a, a, ton, a deep dive a ton on of that. Stuff, so yeah. not only that, there is now going to be Major League Baseball patches on uniforms. So we're going to break all that down. Um, and then we got Debo Samuel and Denzel Ward, a lot of NFL news. But some notes about the headlines is Garrett Cole, bro. Garrett Cole goes five in or five outs and he can't get it done. You got Aaron Boone who still has confidence in this guy. I'm just not sure why. Not sure why. Let's let's go check out the comments and see if we got some people here. Oh, we got Bailey McClung saying, "What's up? We back, baby. Yeah, we're back. I got my pops in here recovering from knee replacement surgery. Thank you for joining. Ashmir Fit, what's going on? And how you doing, Mark? I wish my girl called me a king. Honestly, bro, like I know it's like a little corny, but I'm mostly called like you know, hey douchebag, get me. We got we got Ibby in here talking good about the Mets till Mets do his part in the building, looking for a sweep tonight, and um, they'll be in the studio to record soon. What time are you guys coming in, Ibby? I might I might not be here. I have work tonight, so we'll figure that out. Um, Let's have to go at Garrett Cole for a second though. Do we really? What is wrong with him, bro? I mean, do you think it's how big of it is it that the spider tax stuff or is it maybe just all in his head maybe it's being in new york what do you think the problem is i think it's a combination of the spider tack it's a combination of being in new york it's a combination of him just not having much of a heart muscle i don't know man look everybody including me was all on board with signing garrett cole so i can't really blame cashman because if we didn't sign cole all hell would have broke loose that off season yeah, so agree. i'm not sitting here and saying it was the bad signing but garrett cole just he may, maybe he needs to find some type of uh, HGH or some type of clear <laughs> that he could start juicing or 
Maybe they allow spider tag back one day. I have no idea. But Garrett Cole seemingly at this point just looks like he is not going to live up to the potential. No matter what you want to say, he's not even our best pitcher. We're looking at him to be our, our fifth-day stopper. every. And Garrett Cole right now, he can't even get five outs. This guy's the supposed to be the one that saves your bullpen. He can't he can't get it done. So not very happy about Garrett Cole. And I would like to not talk much about him if possible. <laughs> well, we can talk about I'm getting destroyed in the comments right now My for my shirt. Uh, somebody came in and said, I look like, uh, here we go, the sex appeal. The sex appeal of Chop Sports just went through the roof with that Disco Inferno shirt from Wrestling Rob. Dean Malenko vibes. <laughs> Dean Malenko. That's a, I haven't heard a Dean Malenko reference in ever. Maybe. He's actually, uh, he's like a producer backstage for, it's one of it's them It's an now. O-tier Disco Inferno. Hey, uh, it is. For, for wrestling. We'll be WWE in the Hall of Fame Hall one day. Of fame. And we'll uh, be but there. to keep it in baseball, we'll touch a little bit on what we were talking about in the headline rundown, and that's that Major League Baseball is looking to expand to Nashville. And... The details of this expansion, I guess you could you could say the writing's been on the wall. Um, that's just the way society is headed. But apparently, what they're doing is they're looking to make it the first minority minority owned team in I, I would say all of sports at this point, right? For I mean, my they're trying to make it the whole thing is so gonna it's going to be, be an ode to the 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 Negro leagues. They're going to yes. call them the Nashville. You have it. It's the stars, the I Nashville the stars, stars, and this is yes. one of the teams that I I don't really have much of the information. This is Rob's department, so it's the Nashville Stars, and they're gonna, I guess, take on the uniforms that the old Negro leagues wore. How how are they gonna get do this? So supposedly, it's uh one of the guys that's like the the guy in front of it right now. Is, his name's Dave Stewart. Is leading the group. Uh, it says seeking to obtain a MLB franchise. So Dave Stewart's a former pitcher. Yeah, played 16 years from the 80s, 90s, one-time All-Star, three-time World Series champion, the 89 World Series MVP, two-time American League World Series and uh, Championship Series MVPs. So uh, it says this group will include former U.S. Attorney General Alberto Gonzalez and is expected to raise around $2 billion for the project. Um, but this time has come for black ownership and Major League Baseball, Stewart told them. It's, it's, it's going to be tough, man. Because uh, then, how do you how do you do that with all the other with? I would say that the last time that they made an expansion, there was two teams. It was the Rays, and I want to say Diamond the Diamondbacks, yeah. and then before that, it was the Rockies. And I think it was the same time that the Expos maybe moved to Washington, but I'm not exactly sure. It's going to be hard for them to only implement one team because then they're going to have a, a lopsided league. They're My thing is, what do you think 16 about sixteen in one and fifteen in the other? Baseball in Nashville, though the they got the Titans doing good out there, right? You got the Grizzlies. I think that when we're looking at Nashville, it's a destination, it's a vacation spot. Right now, tourists are are definitely flooding to Nashville, similar to Vegas. I would say that if you're going to put two teams in, you're going to have to put one in each, and maybe we get a team in Vegas as well. That would be interesting. A baseball team, a baseball in team Vegas. in Vegas. I know that Vegas is going to be in on every single. Oh well, they thing. should be. They just got a hockey team. They definitely should get an NBA team, which that's almost guaranteed at this point. There's a lot of teams, maybe Sacramento, a lot of West Coast teams already that are that are probably looking for a new home. So I wouldn't mind seeing a Vegas team in all sports because it's the mecca of. I would just like. I would just. It is. I, I always wondered why it always it took way too long to put something out there. You know, there's millions of people out there because of the casinos and everything. Anyway, is it because it's too hot? But then you have a team in Arizona, so why not? Well. You could make the case that it's too hot, but 
now with the way they do this controlled environment, indoor retractable roof, I don't think that the environment really matters. I think, I think that where they play is irrelevant. They play in freezing cold places. They play in hot places. I think for baseball, if anything, you want to avoid the outdoors in Detroit in October, but there's a team in Detroit. There's a team in Chicago. There's a team in Milwaukee. So That's true. Yeah. We're, we're really, the there's not really much other places that I would say that the weather would be worse for baseball. Vegas, I think, is just fine. Kyle Kerm says, bring a team to New Jersey and has a perfect name for them. The Newark, Newark, Panhandlers. Newark Panhandlers. <laughs> you could pretty much put a team anywhere at this point and call them the blank Panhandlers because that's what's going on everywhere in this country. But we're not going to talk about the state of things in um, in America. We're here to talk sports. Moving past the expansion, which I think we'll touch on as as it kind of materializes and and we get more information on that. But Major League Baseball is now also implementing a patch to their uniforms. I believe they're going to start this in the postseason this year and starting next year there's going to be the padres are already apparently have a deal with maybe motorola or that's or one seeing. of these phone companies yeah. i think this is par for the course you saw the nba do this um you're seeing teams right now the attendance in oakland yesterday was just over three thousand, under four thousand, lowest mm-hmm. i believe at a major league baseball game since 1994. so as they're starving for revenue and they just had this work stoppage I would imagine that there's some of these teams that are hungry for some more advertising dollars and just more money in general. And Oakland, they can't sell out. They can't sell tickets, period, mostly across baseball outside of the East Coast and, and maybe Dodgers games. Games typically are very, very cheap in the league. So they got to figure out a way to get more money because they're not making enough off the TV. Deal. It's hard with baseball, too, because baseball is like every day. You know what I mean? So how do you fit? What, how many people fit in a baseball team? 30,000, maybe Something not only like are that. they every day but you play the same team three days in in a row yeah, so, so if you really want to go see a game it's not like you have to go to that one you're getting the chance to see each team multiple times throughout the season so if you want to see lebron play in the nba and he's coming to new jersey you have to go to that one game otherwise you won't see him again yeah, so in baseball there's more opportunity to see these stars and plus the way they're resting players right now a lot of these guys aren't even playing it's unbelievable yeah, how this goes crazy. down. You that's a whole different your, your guy play, thing. and there's a day off almost every other day. So that's unfortunate. It's crazy too. with baseball for the ads for me because baseball was always to me like we're going to be professional. We're gonna the old the old the old values, the old ways. We're gonna keep that. And then when basketball went to the patches, you were like, whoa, what's going? You would never think that's gonna happen. And then the, you're gonna start doing it. In it started baseball with the stadiums. Now? We're doing it at Chop Sports. We got the Flipping Made Easy Studio at the Custom but Cabinet Creation. Could you imagine Sports the desk. Yankees with the Yankees will never have a name for their stadium. The Yankees will 100% eventually have a patch, a patch on their jersey. 100%. No doubt. Say patch. Do you mean advertisement? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. That's like that's soccer happening in hockey now well exactly it's happen. it's going to happen across the board in major sports and why wouldn't it if you're sucks. seeing success it sucks but does it i mean for the teams and like the revenue of the league yeah it's great but like i i mean i personally collect hockey jerseys i don't want to see that i agree on there well that that's another that's another story in general i think that also dates things as well so there might be a, a like, sponsor runs out and then you have a jersey that's got an old sponsor like, on it and like I, I say this all the time <laughs> like i know i know companies that like are more than willing to like pump money into having their advertisement on the jersey right but like who looks at a jersey like the penguins for example they have a, a blue cross blue shield who looks at a jersey and just like shit you know what I'm going to get blue cross blue. Shirt. Yeah, I, I get it. Yeah, too. Nobody looks at it and says they want it. But when somebody's like, look, dude, I'll give you 
you know, a quarter billion dollars over the next six years to put this patch on your jersey. I'm saying, yes yeah. to that. No, I got it. Did Dave just added Dave just added himself in the middle of this. <laughs> We're gonna have to figure out a way. <laughs> oh, to... okay. Did I ruin everything? Damn, it looks nice there, dude. I'm trying to get this camera. If I'm ruining everything, don't worry about it. I, I just wanted to check no, in and right. say I hello. I know. No, you're good. You're good. Out. So, Dave, what are your thoughts on the MLB adding? Patches to their jerseys now. I know that you're. I know what your thoughts are on this. Well, already. you know, it's it's funny. I heard you guys say it before. I was listening before, and I heard you guys say like Yankee Stadium will never change over, but the lack like Cowboy Stadium was called Cowboy Stadium for a long time, and they changed the AT and T. So it's only a matter of time before somebody else, you know, like Yankee Stadium. Yeah, I think the Yankees came out and said something like they won't do it. I, I believe that they did that, but. If that is the case and the Yankees do it, I personally won't give a shit because at the end of the day, I'm st- it doesn't change anything for me. I'm still a Yankee fan. There we go. Did Dave, did you do that from I did that Disney I did that World? remote, bro. <laughs> you did that remote. That was that was honestly I've been sitting here in panic mode trying to figure out this screen for the last 3 minutes and me and Chris Dave, are like literally Dave trying to like through. slide next to each other yeah, in a chair. No, no, I'll do that. Sit, <laughs> yeah, sit in the power kit. Yeah, we're going to put up for later. Um so Dave, are you enjoying your 420 in Disney? Uh, yes, I actually have a, uh, a pothead of a niece who's here, so she's going to be enjoying herself and indulging. And I told her about you, and I said, you know, I got a business partner who indulges every day. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I held off a little bit. I did have my uh, wake and bake, but enjoy the well, rest of your trip. Where are you at now? And, uh, you're, at, um, you're at Universal? No, right now I'm at Animal Kingdom today. Oh, Animal Kingdom. So I'm going to head up some, to uh, an elephant for me. Yeah, I'm going to go ride on an elephant and find uh, Scoop's magic carpet. If you see a boo running around, tell him that Scoop is looking for him. <laughs> that right. sounds good, thank guys. You for, thank right. you for dropping in, Dave, from yeah, Disney. Have we a good show, everybody. But... I'll see you all back here on Monday. See you later. later and thank homies. you, Mark, for happy 420 <laughs> to you as well, bro. All right, so Dave doesn't give a fuck about the Yankees. Ooh. Um, what are we doing here, Dave? Remove Eventually, yourself, I'll get rid of my- please. There, there you go. Goes. There you go. He's out. He is out. So Dave doesn't care about the Yankees patches, but we have another kind of new development in baseball and advertising, and this kind of hits home. This for the Sauce Network for for Chop Sports. We've been dabbling in the gambling arena as of late, and Charlie Blackman is the first member of Major League Baseball to sign a sponsor deal with a. What is it? A it's a maximum bet. bet. Maximum or maximum Maxim betting bet. or maximum yes. bet. And this is Charlie Blackman, the outfielder for the Colorado Rockies, signs the first deal, like I said, with a major sports book. Well, they're not major, but they are a sports book nonetheless. And I think this opens the door for a a lot of questions because you got guys like Pete Rose and you got well, just Pete Rose, who's banned from baseball for gambling. And now it's just impossible now with the legalization of it in, in some states to to restrict these guys as Major League Baseball makes money off of FanDuel and DraftKings. It's hard to re- restrict the players from signing the same deal. I'm interested to see how this is going to play out. Well, they supposedly in the new uh, bargaining agreement, it was agreed upon that they were allowed to do that. So like right now, he's allowed he's not allowed to promote betting on baseball, but he can promote the sports book. And so he can't go out there and say, hey, you know, uh, is he allowed to make picks for, let's say, the NBA? Yes. So he just can't make baseball picks. Can't, he so, cannot promote baseball. Uh, he see, can't promote I'm it curious at all. to see how the, how that's going to play out and how they're going to use him. So I'll keep my my eyes it on is that as it develops. It's kind of, it's kind of uh, it's a little, you know, 
Um, moving off of baseball, because I guess that's that's nothing really on the field news other than Garrett Cole sucking and the Mets don't suck. But um, Marcus Smart wins a defensive player of the year. He's the first guard, first non-big man to win the award since Gary Payton. And did you see how he they, they presented the award to him? No. They had Gary Payton come in there and troll really? him. I, I don't know how, he, how the troll job went. I, I would imagine that was forced. But they did have Gary Payton at the Celtics practice yesterday, and he was the one that that gave him the award. So he walked in with the trophy, and it was a cool thing. Seeing Marcus Smart, I hate Boston, but I've always liked Marcus Smart. Great defensive player. Second Celtic to win it. Do you know who the other one was? Kevin Garnett. Of course it was. Really? That's, that's surprising. That is surprising, isn't that it? No other Celtic in any of those teams in all those dynasties ever won Defensive Player of the Year. It's... I wonder if they even had a Defensive Player of the Year. Way back when, probably not, because you know they change all. Like, yeah, they didn't even all them names. Like they didn't rebounding stats. I think. Something how crazy like that. is that that they didn't? I, you know what blows my mind too? Speaking of that, like, how do they not record sacks till like eighty two? Like, what were they just? What did they consider those tackles? Tackles, tackles for loss. <laughs> tackles for. Could loss. you imagine what the stats? Are, but I think the stats would have been ridiculous. There would have been some guys that had, but they also didn't throw the ball as much. That's so true too. That but I bet you it still would have been. But nonetheless, wild. I would imagine that there would have been some guys that would have some gaudy numbers. Yeah. Just guys that were way before their time, and like Deacon of, Jones, yeah, yeah. he was sacking the quarterback that, like, every crazy. time he dropped back. Lawrence Taylor's kind of why they made that rule, I think, or made that stat. So Jerry West wants an apology from HBO Max for his depiction, and I was wondering this. I was thinking. Now I understand that they 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 have to embellish a little bit for for TV purposes and for entertainment purposes, but to be Jerry West in this situation, they're making him out to be the guy that tried to sabotage the early days of Magic Johnson. And I thought this was interesting because the way we always talk about the NBA right now, and a lot of the guys in the Chop Sports group specifically don't like the new modern-day NBA. And they point to guys like Magic Johnson as the tougher guys and how you couldn't have played in the 80s or the 90s like Magic, MJ, you name it. That argument is age-old, and it'll be going on for quite a while. But when I'm watching this show Winning Time, the first thing that I think about is seeing how the the players, even on his team, and seeing how the, the media – and some of the members of the Lakers front office were responding to the way the Lakers were trying to do things and change the game of basketball. It reminded me a lot like the way they talk about Steph Curry right now and the state of the NBA and how Steph Curry changed things for the worse. Now, when, when us fans now, and I say us, I mean like my age group, talks about the NBA, we largely point to a player like Magic and saying he played in such a tough era. But if you look at his style... <laughs> Magic Johnson is very much to blame for the way the NBA is played even now mm -hmm. because the way he got uh, blowback from his coaching staff, like I said, and some of the members of the front office and public, the public in itself, it's very similar. So I ask everybody, um, would you have said the same thing if Magic Johnson came along today and it was the 90s then? You get what I'm saying? Like how if it took if it took 20 more years for the new age to get ushered in and it was magic who did it well we still want guys wearing high shorts dribbling not even through their legs no dunking things like that it's 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 interesting man because you think of certain players that change the ways in decades right so we go to magic and then for me i look at someone like alan iverson like when i played basketball and like i i should i graduated high school 2006 so you know you go from seventh grade to high school playing basketball and around then, everybody wanted to be N1 mixtape. 
Iverson. So everyone started shooting. And then you had Curry come out maybe the next day and LeBron where those guys where the big man was shooting shooting threes yeah, now. And, and the before that, it was Michael Jordan's threes. playground. Before exactly. That, there was, so there was something for everybody to something. build off of, and I understand that. And I'm just mainly pointing this out to say, like, you guys got to relax. I'm talking to you, Chris Payne. I don't even know if he's been in the con- – oh, there he is. I'm talking to you, Payne. Relax on the new day of the NBA. This is a great game. I'm enjoying the postseason, which we're going to get into. It in is a, few. a great game. It's exci- Every game has been exciting. Um, I guess we could usher this into the NFL news now. Because that's what we all want to talk about anyway. We got the draft coming up. We have some major headlines coming out of Cleveland. Um, where first and foremost, we'll talk about the allegations that, or not allegations, because he did walk back on his comments. He but did walk back. On Hugh his Jackson, comments. as the Brian Flores situation unfolded, Hugh Jackson made some comments on social media about him being paid a decent amount of money by the Browns or offered. He was offered a decent said. amount of money by the Browns to tank games throughout his tenure i think he only won three games so i have the browns went 115 in 2016 and owen 16 in 2017 so so. my my question is a if you weren't tanking and you turned them down then how the fuck do you explain three wins in two and a half seasons that's first and second um why i don't know how we should take this serious at this point because the nfl is now investigating the browns for potential tanking but i feel like the investigation is just like a brush over it because Hugh Jackson walked back on his comments and the NFL is now doing their due diligence to make sure that there wasn't actually legs to that. So what he said was that they all, he never really said money. He just said that he tweeted in February that Brown's owner, Jimmy Haslam offered him a good, of a, a good, um, a good number to lose those games. That's all he said. Right. So then he, he came back and retracted and said it wasn't, it wasn't money, but it was incentives. Wasn't so, so much basically, money. If you're an incentive is money. It's saying it's saying if you lose this game, we'll give you a bonus. Yeah. If that so was said, then that's then what he by said. all means, then the the Browns should be in trouble. And according to him, he told the NFL this two years ago. But maybe he's just making a making fun of himself and saying, like, dude, they paid me all that money to lose games. And it's just because he didn't actually win. <laughs> so but I just can't see him making a um a joke about his his lack of success that way. He is a head coach now at Grambling, Grambling State. He's at yeah, Grambling State. So yeah. he is coaching somewhere. He was um on uh, Herm Edwards' staff, uh, Arizona State. Oh, okay. he's got so a he's bunch. Been, of, you'd be been, surprised how many coaches are over there. Of course, Marvin Lewis was there. A bunch, of, a lot of people there. Um. All right. Well, then the we other the Browns with Denzel Ward. The other Browns news is that Denzel Ward now becomes the highest paid cornerback in the NFL, edging out Jalen Ramsey by just point one million. Point one. Yep. So he signs a five year. What was it? Five year hundred and one hundred point five million dollar deal. Just a little bit extra to get him over that Jalen Ramsey hump. To me, this is bad news for the Packers because so much guaranteed money they gave him yeah 75 point something it's like 71 or 70 yeah 70 million guaranteed but like i said this is bad news for green bay not really bad news i think he was he was probably going to exceed the dollar amount that jalen ramsey got and i'm talking about jair alexander the packers are definitely in the in talks right now with the extent for him i'm not sure if it's going to happen before the season or after but definitely in talks with him the fact that it was only a little bit over the Jalen Ramsey contract kind of makes me a little happy because they're not going to have to super exceed that because obviously when these teams sign these players to these deals, it resets the market. And in this case, they didn't do too bad. Um, um, I hope they pay him soon because whoever gets paid next, you know, it's just going to go higher and higher and higher. Well, and I higher, think he's the next chip to fall. I don't, I don't know if there's any corners that are 
that good that are due to, to be get paid, paid at this yeah. point. Um, keeping it in the NFL and talking about the headline, the major headline the of this show, and I think in all of sports at this point, is that Debo Samuel wants out of San Fran. Now, listen, I've been doing a little research here about this, and I'm like looking at like um, he's only been in the year three, he's only been in the league three years. My biggest thing for them that I kind of understand what he sees, it's kind of like the Le'Veon Bell situation, but in reverse. You know what I mean? Here's a guy who's a wide receiver but plays running back and gets a lot of touches. I think I think like last year he had like uh, 136 touches. That's a lot, bro, for for yeah. a receiver and a slash running back. And not both. not to make this about Cooper Cup, but Cooper Cup did have more 140 receptions alone or something absurd. So he set the NFL record. And Cooper Cup also came out and said that he's not looking to beat anybody's contract. So along comes Cooper Cup, sets an NFL record for catches. Um, I wouldn't say consensus number one wide out in the league because I believe that belongs to Adams, but <laughs> definitely a top three wide out at least this past season. And he comes out and he's shitting on the star receivers contracts. He's basically not going to reset the market, which he could, but he won't. And I'm sure the players aren't too happy about that. But nah, yeah, that's I mean, listen, I, you, I don't play with anybody's money. Nobody should play with anybody's money. And saying something like that is ridiculous, bro, because if you, I mean, let's just say he didn't just win a Super Bowl. You think he would have said that? No. You know what I mean? Well, maybe, Come on. Maybe, maybe. But maybe, my, my whole but, thing is I think no, these star cool, players bro. have an obligation to the rest of the league to get the most money possible because when you don't, you give you give these owners and these GMs a bargaining chip to say, well, Cooper Cup took this. So if you want to win and you want and, and you see how good Cooper Cup is, then you have to take a little bit less. So I almost, just don't think it's a good move. for Almost me. every day I tell you, I'm like, man, there's so much free money being printed. Get some of that money. I don't blame anybody who goes after money and thinks they deserve it or whatever. If you could get it from somebody, especially these guys that are making billions off TV, billions off concessions, yeah, the billion off your name. Too. Um, I agree 100%. But as I break down this this whole Debo thing, Debo didn't himself come out and say anything. He did the no, old didn't. scrub the Instagram of all things 49ers, and that's been the thing that we've talked about over the past couple of weeks that seems to be the new trend. Uh a fan came out after the scrubbing of the Instagram and said something like trade him. And Debo's brother is the one that came in and said, don't worry, we're asking for a trade. And with draft season coming up or draft day approaching, there's no better time for a a player to make some noise because if you're going to make a deal, it's going to come on draft day. Um, But really, apparently the 49ers did make an offer or they made me, Maybe didn't make an offer, but are ready to. No, they said they would. According to Adam Sheffer, they they were ready to pay today, yesterday, tomorrow, at dinner, lunch. But now, if they're if they're ready to pay twenty five million, which is what I think Debo is worth, and Debo is willing to accept twenty five million, which is now the new report that obviously shits on the report that Debo wanted to be the highest non paid wideout in the league because I think that's not going to happen no matter where he goes. I just don't. What do you think the problem is? I don't know. There wasn't anything rumbling right uh, I here. No I, I really like, can't see there being an issue. He's the guy over there. Other than the fact that the way he's used in San Fran, he wants them to pay him more. Maybe he'll he'll go to another place knowing that he's not going to be used in the same way and only be paid receiver money. But I can't imagine him saying, no, I don't want the ball more. I can't imagine another team. Another team isn't going to take him unless he's being used like this. 
why would you take him just to be a wide receiver? If because to well, me he's not that well, good of just well, being I a wide think receiver. It, I think that the 49ers didn't even really plan on using him the way they did. No, I don't. I think I they don't planned think on they using did. Trey Sermon the way they used Debo, but Trey Sermon didn't materialize. Elijah Mitchell did, but he wasn't really the guy that could go in between the tackles. It's crazy that I say this, but it was Debo that fought for the tough yards. He had eight touchdowns. Anytime so like, they that's got down low, the it most. was Debo. So he was their short yardage back as well as receiver. So I don't think he'll have to be that if he went to, let's say, a Green Bay. They have A.J. Dillon. They're not going to hand Debo the ball. I think so. I think it's situational. For me, and I could, I could be crazy. This could just be me thinking too much about football. I think it's a quarterback thing. I think... He has a better opportunity with Trey Lance back there doing this wildcat or whatever it is they're doing than Jimmy Garoppolo. And I think they just don't know what they're going to do with Jimmy yet. See, I don't why think, would, bro, why would you think it's, he's in I don't think situation. it's a quarterback situation. I think maybe it's just a financial situation and, or he sees uh, that these other guys are getting, getting more money in other places and they get to kind of call their shot. You saw Tyreek Hill call his shot. Devontae called his shot. But he's not Debo them. wants to call his shot. But he's not that. He's only been only three years. He's not them. I wouldn't say he's not them. I'm you not saying, like right now, because he's only been in the league three years, I would argue that he's more valuable. And Tyreek Hill hasn't been in the league all that long. But he won a Super Bowl. And he's been in two. And he's he makes huge plays like all the time. I'm not saying that Debo is better or worse than anybody that we're talking about. I, I would I'm put just Debo saying, right in the class of a Devontae and Tyreek Hill. Like everyone's talking like, oh, he'll, let's send him to the Jets or let's send him to the Packers. That's well, all good and fine, right? Like right now, I think the Eagles are one of like that. And the Eagles is probably a good I opportunity. A I have a list. So before we even get into that, I'll just name okay. my teams that I think that he might go to or that I think fit the Jets. Clearly, the Jets have the draft capital to do it and they're mm-hmm. in need of a receiver. They apparently offer the 10 pick for Tyreek Hill. Or not Ty- the, uh, DK, DK Metcalf and the, yeah. the Seahawks. And Tyreek I, I would take two. Debo over over DK all day and every day and twice okay. on Sunday, three Same times. Same age, on draft right? Day. Yep. Okay. Same age. One guy's just better. Um, <laughs> so I I think the Jets are probably the the leading candidate. Yeah, to I think so Debo's too. Services, but I don't imagine Debo wanted to go to the Jets. Mm-hmm. If I he's agree. calling his shot like this, it's not going to be there. I think the Chiefs make sense yes. because they just got rid of Tyreek Hill and they do have two first round picks this year 28 and 29 i believe so they have some first round capital to make a move there without their star wideout but they also traded their star wideout because they didn't want to pay him insane money which is you would expect is going to have to happen if they bring in debo so i could eliminate the chiefs right there debo does a lot more than tyreek hill does right you think we've we've heard conversation yes but tyreek hill just does things to yes, defense yeah, that debo that. can't i'm not do. saying he so doesn't do they bring things, different but, things to the table yeah I say Debo fits in almost anywhere. Tyreek Hill, I want to see how he is without that quarterback throwing him the deep ball. Yeah, me too. Ball. So we'll see. We'll see. And without uh, Kelsey in the middle, opening stretching the up field. For him. Yeah. So, well, you could say the same thing about him. No Kittle to open the field for him, very, too. Very valid. But Kittle's been half man, half a season for the last year. So you could make the case that Debo played just fine without Kittle last year. It actually elevated his game. But Kittle still had like 800 and had no yards. quarterback. Like Jimmy G didn't throw the ball much, which actually helped Debo stats in the long the run. The Bailey so. comes in saying, uh, "Been to a Super Bowl, two NFC championships. Why would you want to go anywhere else besides a contender? He's not going to the." Well, US. at this point, right now, he doesn't. He doesn't have a choice. He doesn't necessarily have a no trade clause or a choice in the matter, so he'll go wherever they ship him, and that's the danger you you create 
when you start running when you're in your off. first rookie contract and you're try, trying to make demands, the NFL and the teams don't have any obligation to trade you where you want to go. Nobody even has to pay him. He could come and do on a one-year thing here and see you later next year. You know what I mean? That's well, his own fault. Well, I believe, was he a first-round pick? No, second round. If he was a first-round pick, then he's got two years left if they pick up. Nah, it's only a second-round pick. He was, uh, yeah, like 39th or something. Um, as I go through the other teams, I think the Bills, there was a couple times throughout the offseason that any time a wideout, star wideout got talked about, the Bills were mentioned. They just paid Stefan Diggs all that money. I could eliminate them with that contract that they gave Diggs. They're not going <laughs> to pay two guys that much money. Uh, See Kyle's comment. Here, didn't the 49ers upset the one seed on the road in the playoffs last year? Forget who they beat. It was a cold game, though. Yeah, Kyle, thank you for that. Um, I appreciate your you making me sick as we're talking about the obviously the Packers getting beat by Debo and the 49ers in the postseason yet again. But like I said, Bills, no Bills. One other team that I think makes a lot of sense is the Ravens. Not sure what their contract, how they're going to be able to sort it out, but they missed out on Zadarius Smith, so they do have that money to spend. And Lamar hasn't had his guy. He hasn't had a true number one That's receiver true. in Baltimore just yet. You have you have Marquise Brown and you have Rashad Bateman, who I'm a very big fan of, but I'm not sure either one of those guys could be a true number one. Debo going to Baltimore would, would immediately fit in with their system because not only is he a great wide receiver, but he's a smash mouth running back and they love to run the football. I, I think he's one of the teams or that's one of the teams that Debo will get used very well by because very similar system to the 49ers in that they're very committed to the run outside of that. I'm not sure the systems are the same, but they're both committed to the run. All AFC teams, except for the Packers. You don't see the saints maybe taking a shot. Well, or well I'm, I'm getting to that. Uh, I have these saints, the Packers and the Eagles listed here, but because they're all NFC teams, I think that could largely possibly eliminate them. But at the end of the day, the 49ers, they know if Debo is not going to report to camp and things can get ugly, you have a small window right now if you think you have a chance to win this year to capitalize on his stock. Because if you trade him after the draft, you're really not going to get any return on that unless it's a player, which I don't think many teams would like to take players back in trades unless you're the Texans. Uh, they would want to get that draft capital this year and put that towards this season's roster, you would imagine. See, like, uh, there's just... He's got to go to an offense that's going to work, that, that's going to use him. Like, you, like, I wasn't even thinking the Ravens, but that is like, that could be fantastic. That takes a lot off Lamar, helps them out tremendously. So, like, if he goes to the Chiefs, it's another, it's just a plug in. Here you go. You're doing exactly what Tyreek did. Plus, you're going to run the ball more. Um, so it's just where I would say, I would somewhere. say that if I, without looking, because I'm sure there is actually odds on this right now. Ooh. I would say that the Eagles are probably I, the yeah. front runner because they are a division. I mean, they are a conference team, but I don't think there's much beef between the Eagles and the and the 49ers. And at the end of the day, like I said, there's some desperation on the 49ers side to make this deal happen by draft day if they are going to move on from Debo. Um, Eagles and the Jets, unfortunately for Debo, I think they're the they're the. Two. I think if the Jets called them today and said we'll t we'll change the tenth right now, I think they would do, do it in a heartbeat. heartbeat. In a heartbeat. And then the Jets would have to extend Debo and give him $30 million. I, well, I don't want that. I'm a Jeff fan, bro, and I don't want that. I don't think he's that. I, mean, I would I, say I, that I, you would dodge the bullet if they were willing to do that for Tyreek Hill. They were willing to do that for DK. This draft Doing it is, for Debo, I think he's the best out of the three. This so. draft is wide receiver heavy, bro. We got Bailey dropping a nice little interesting Colts. team in here, the Colts. 
I guess that makes sense. But if I'm Debo, the last place I'd want to go would be the Colts. But they would probably use him well. And they have Jonathan Taylor, so they wouldn't have to hand him the ball 30 times a game. Sure. Uh, Kyle said, keep in mind, the Ravens also have to play Mark Andrews. I feel like a, a player like Debo makes a player like Mark Andrews possibly expendable. No way, bro. Look what he's did. Look what I'm not saying that he makes him like having them both would be ideal, but look, I'm not I'm not saying that I if I have to pick between Debo or Mark Andrews for my roster, I'm picking Debo. Am I the only one who thinks that's crazy? Not crazy, but Mar I think Mark Andrews Mark is a Andrews top tier is, tight end. Good, but Debo's a top tier wide receiver. I don't think he is, dude. Interesting conversation to be had. What would you value more? A, a elite tight end or an elite wideout who could also run the ball? I think if you're putting it on a plane, Debo is a far better player than Mark Andrews is. Mark Andrews struggles in pass in uh, run blocking for a tight as far as tight ends go. Debo in the run game is the run game. So he literally just he could also probably play quarterback. So I'm going with <laughs> Debo 100 percent no doubt over a Mark Andrews. Uh, what else we got on? I guess we'll talk a little bit about other potential draft day trades because we talked a little about Debo and where he might go. Uh, there's some other names that could be on the move. I guess it's all speculation, but thanks a lot, Kyle. Kyle sent a ten dollar super sticker. I appreciate you, Kyle. You're the man for that. Um, you sent me over hundreds of dollars the other day when we tailed your picks, but yesterday I tailed you and I I only I tried to cherry pick and I didn't do so great. So I had a tough tough night last night, Rob. Did you, we didn't talk about that this morning, but uh, we, we hit a, we sons, hit a bet, but we didn't hit all of them. Uh, but moving on to the the potential draft day trades, oh, that uh, I could see Kyle said he sent his ten dollars to get his. He wants his uh, question answered. Okay, if you're Baltimore Ravens, you give me Lamar, four years, 186 million, and that's what he's asking for. Would I give Lamar four years, 186 million? Yes, I would not. Given that I would because of the nature of the league, but I understand exactly where he's going with this. As I'm going to talk about Kyler Murray here, I would put Lamar on a higher plane than I put Kyler, but Kyler Murray is a potential draft day trade. He is. Dude. Kyler Murray is looking for $45 million a year. He's looking for top five money, but he's not even in the top 10. At least Lamar's won an MVP. At I least Lamar that. has won a playoff game. If these guys are asking for that much money, what is Joey Burrow going to ask for? He just took the Super Bowl. He's going to ask for a little bit more than what Rodgers got, I would imagine. I think Joe Burrow, also it depends on what kind of season he has this year because he does have a – Does Lamar season. have to get paid this year or he has next year? I think Lamar has to get paid this year. Whether or not – they have, I think they have a team option for a fifth year, but I believe he might be in it going into his fifth. He's I, the same year as Baker and Josh Allen. So he does so, not get paid this year, next year. If I'm the Ravens, I'm paying Lamar, but I understand the the point that Kyle's making is that it's going to handcuff them. I and just Joe Burrow does ask for more than Mahomes. Do you think so? I think he asked for more. Yeah, why Mahomes he won a Super Bowl and like been to back back to like but Mahomes, another one and the, the fact is Mahomes signed his contract. A couple of years ago, and Joe Burrow will be due his contract in a year or two. So, but as the inflation goes, so does Joe Burrow's contract goes. I'm Everyone's not paying pay these quarterbacks. Yeah, that's the that's the nature of the beast. I think the salary cap is going to go up significantly over the next year. Oh, it's going to have to. It's going to have no choice. It's going to it's going to have to go do that for all sports. But I'm just saying the thing with Lamar, like I'm I might Lamar ha might have to do like a uh, you're gonna have to show me this year, bro. You're gonna have to show me, and it's not even his fault because, like you said. 
Hollywood Brown's probably like his it's Hollywood Brown, Mark Andrews, best options over there, right? Yeah. They, their running back is okay, you know, but they, 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 get, imagine Dobbins, if they, they get Dobbins back this They season, get Dobbins so back for sure, and it's, and it's if he stays healthy, if he it's stays be healthy, good. then that makes him a little bit better. But there's there's a lot of questions surrounding Dobbins as well. Uh, I'm but just, yeah, I that's pay a lot Lamar. Of money, man. I don't know that I'm paying Kyler because I think Lamar at least has his teammates in his corner. I'm not so sure that that Kyler does. I think Kyler's teammates might look at him on the sideline and wonder why the fuck he's crying. All the time. He's the reason why they're throwing picks in the second half and things like that. But other guys, Jimmy G, you would expect that if it's going to happen this offseason, it's going to happen on draft day. Uh, And we talked about Kyler. Jimmy G getting traded, you think? Yeah, Jimmy G, they've been trying to move him since they started. They have, but I just don't. Where is he going to go? I thought Pittsburgh would have been the place, man. We'll see how it plays out on draft day. I think that's the target. Um, And then the other two star wideouts that that are demanding more money, and that's Gary Terry McLaren and A.J. Brown. All the teams that I mentioned that are potential fits for Debo, I would say they're also potential fits for both of those guys. Uh, if I had my pick, I would take Terry McLaurin because I think he's the least potential injury risk and also probably the going to warrant the, the least amount of money. For whatever reason, I think he's just very underrated, and I think that'll well. He show. plays in Washington, probably. You know what I mean? When it, when it comes shadow, to contract, but the dude time. is a savage. He's a beast, bro. Yeah, two thousand yard seasons under no quarterback, with no quarterback thrown on the ball. But we're gonna get into some live reads now and pay the bills here. I'm gonna pull up the Manscaped. So go over to Manscaped.com and use the promo code Chop Sports for twenty percent off the Spring Performance Package 4.0. You get the 400 LED, 400K LED trimmer for your balls and your ass crack. You could use it on your titty nipples and your armpits, and it reduces the risk of nicks and cuts. So definitely go out there, go on chopsports.com, actually go on manscaped.com and use the promo code chopsports for 20% off the performance package 2.0 or 4.0. And don't forget that April marks testicular cancer awareness month and manscaped is raising awareness so make sure you when you shower and you shave your balls make sure you fill your balls and jiggle them around and make sure you don't have any lumps because early detection saves lives so manscaped.com 20 percent off using promo code shop sports free shipping worldwide and i would be remiss if i did not throw in at least one live read throughout the week for my boy steve aspara you go on steveaspara.com and he is a Web designer based out of New Jersey. He says he does web design for anyone in New York or New Jersey. But since we we do these things remote now, I'm pretty sure if you're out there in Seattle, like my boy Bailey, you need a website built. My boy Steve will handle you. So go on steveaspar.com and check him out. He has good rates. We've worked with him in the past. He's working with my girl. So do all those good things. You know, myself and Gooch are both getting a little older. One of the first things to go is your vision. Thank goodness for our hookup over at Absolute Eyewear in Woodbridge, New Jersey, right on Main Street next to the train station. They have glasses for all ages, all budgets. They have safety glasses, sports glasses. They are a full-service powerhouse offering eye exams and even free lenses for the kids. They work with BCBS, AAA, AARP, giving massive discounts. They're open five days a week, closed on Wednesdays and Sundays. Call 732-326-3937 to get your first pair of Ray-Ban, Burberry, Coach, Polo, you name it, they got it. Go see Craig and Johnine right now. We're done with all the headlines. Now we're here to talk NBA basketball. Kyle, 100%. I'm supporting Kenny Pickett. 
and wait, what are we talking about here? He said, "Are we supporting Kenny Pickett on draft day from Ocean Township, New Jersey?" I think he went to Marlboro, uh, but the dude is yeah. Uh, so absolutely, we'll re- we'll support all local New Jersey uh, potential athletes, and if they want to become a chop athlete, send them my way. Kenny Pickett, we got some merch for you. We do so, but all right, yeah. So we also sell big gloves. First things Ooh. first, we're gonna get into the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Memphis Grizzlies. Unfortunately, I I thought the the Timberwolves were going to at least keep this one close. I went with the sauce on this. I thought we would hit the over, and I went over two. Unfortunately, I went over two. I should have known better because Ja Morant wasn't going to get denied, and he wasn't going to go down two games to none. It looked like early we might have had a shot here, but the second quarter they opened it up, and in the third quarter it just got ugly. There's really not much to talk about in this game. 23-10-9, almost a triple-double yeah. for Ja. You knew they were going to come out and compete, man. They weren't going to let game one with the Wolves come out and there. And the Timberwolves and are a again. young team. I got a little ahead of myself thinking that they were just going to be that that one team that looks in the face of all this adversity and they could power through it because they're just ignorance is bliss. But their age showed yesterday and they got handled. Angela Russell's having a terrible, terrible series. Uh, Carlos Anthony Towns, 15-11, double-double. Yeah, but 15-11. is not going to do it. Uh, it's not, not when not you're a playing playoffs. against Memphis running the way oh, they're absolutely running. absolutely not. Um, but shout-out to Memphis for holding a team under 100 points. That's huge yeah. because they haven't played defense in their entire life. So that's definitely a good situation for them. Uh, but like I said, there's not much to talk about in this game because it was a blowout and it got ugly early and it stayed that way. But this game, in, this game itself... Another one that I fucked up, and I thought the Suns were just too good. But in the first half, it looked that way. At least towards the the end of the second quarter, Devin Booker was fucking cooking in this game. 31 first-half points. I think he had six threes in the first half. He hit a buzzer beater from about half court at the end of the second quarter. And then his ugly hamstring came rearing his ugly head. And just once a year at this time, with a Chris Paul involved team, there is a devastating injury that takes place and seemingly unrail derails his potential chance to find that elusive first world title. He missed uh, some games this season with this like same hamstring injury, but he came back there uh, and the start of the, before the fourth quarter onto the court, he looked like he was going to give it a go. And I guess they just didn't want to, not a it. good sign if he was going to give it a go and they didn't. You can't really fuck with a hamstring. Either you're ready or you're not. There's not much he could do if he's not ready. And it's a shame because, man, we, we almost got one of those vintage performances like you would see Kobe do. He had 31 first-half points. Yeah, he man. was banging every single three they took. There was a couple times where he just found the ball, and he's like, oh, shit, I guess I'm wide open again for a three. I also don't get how they leave these dudes so open. Like Devin Booker, there should be two guys on him at all times. When he went out, when he left the game, they were only down three. They were down, I think it was like seven, seven, seventy-four. So it's kind of upsetting because thirty-one points, he was on fire, cooking every time he touched the ball, was going down there, making something happen. And it's just, it's upsetting to see that happen, man. I feel really bad. Yeah. How about we, a, we got Kyle saying, "Carl uh, Anthony Towns is dead to me." He's a clown. <laughs> he is also dead to me, Kyle. I agree, and we don't care that he's a local guy. Just because he's local doesn't mean shit. He's still a fucking clown. Let's talk about the most interesting fact of the night. Chris Paul is now 0 for 14. 0 and 13 or 0 no, it's 14. 0 for 14 right now. Like it was 0 13 before this game. 0 for 14 when Scott Foster is the official. That is crazy. For all you gamblers out there. Crazy Kyle, stat, you. dude. Um, I guess we have to check all Chris Paul's games going forward and make sure that 
Scott Foster is now the ref because that's unbelievable. That is a crazy, it's unbelievable. Is that postseason or is that just in general? Oh, it's screenshot. I'll tell you right now. It's uh, that's that's incredible. I would imagine that he's probably played a ton more games with this ref in his career, so it has to just be postseason. But either way, no wins. Chris Paul can't catch a break with the oh, ref. Yeah, 0 for 13 and oh, well, it's not 0 for 14 and in the last play, in the, playoff games. Yeah, so it's all playoff games. He can't win a game with Chris That's Foster, Scott crazy. Foster, Is it Scott Foster. Scott Foster. What do you do then? Do you, do you write a letter to the league? But the story like, here, I guess, is the Pelicans, really. Well, Brandon Ingram, bro. They out physical them. They just scored points in the paint. They got they out out rebounded them. I'm pretty sure. At least what I was watching the eye test, they were just they were dominating down low. DeAndre Ayton had a, a few flashes, but not enough. Clearly, Brandon Ingram, man, another another guy that LeBron got rid of. It just there. it makes things interesting going forward because you take Devin Booker off that team, and they're I wouldn't say they're regular, but he's a big piece of what they're able to do. I wouldn't say upset, but it's definitely going to be a series as they steal home court. Um, moving off of this game, and now where do we where are we at? Why did I lose that fucking graphic? I guess we'll just talk about it with the name tags because it's seemed to disappear from here. But we had the Hawks and Miami Heat. This is a great game. Jimmy Buckets, baby. Jimmy Buckets shined again. He's a fucking dog. But this was a great game. Trey Young brought it. Bogdanovich was hitting fucking every shot he took in the second half. The Hawks brought everything they had in this game and made it look like they might even pull it out late. But the Heat went on a 10-0 run with like a minute to go or a minute and a half to go, and they closed the door on, on the Hawks. Jimmy Butler, man, this dude, he I think he had three threes, was his highest amount that he's hit in any game this season, and he had four yesterday. Four for seven. For whatever reason, he just elevates his game in the postseason. You got teams like Chicago that would probably be killed to have Jimmy Butler instead of DeMar DeRozan right now, who's another story. He's shit. Even bed. Minnesota had Jimmy Butler, too. Well, I think there was 0% chance that you were going to have Carl Anthony Towns Who's also dead to Jimmy Butler? That was the greatest story in the world. The yeah. practice story. Like, great. there's some great practice stories, like the Kobe Bryant practice story, uh, Michael Jordan punching Steve Kerr in practice. But it was just too much. You see, you see, Eric Spolstra gets this team playing team defense in the fourth quarter. Shout out to my boy, Eric Spolstra. I guess Jesus eventually, Rasslin Rob will have to come around on how good, just how good I don't get Spolstra it. is as a head coach. What I don't, don't you get, get it. though? I you didn't see how like, that coaching performance yesterday in itself. Down the stretch, his team doesn't make mistakes that other teams do. The rotation is perfect. They get Tyler Harrow in there at the perfect time. Now, obviously, Tyler Harrow ball yesterday, yesterday too. But um, do you see what uh, Kyle saying in the comments right now? Remember when Scoop guaranteed the Rosen MVP in the Bulls championship? Oof. <laughs> that was a rough situation. But the Bulls got the, they got fucked up with injuries. But at the end of the day, the Bulls aren't a championship caliber team, no matter who's there. I wouldn't say no matter who's there, but DeMar DeRozan in the playoffs, he's just absent. So one of your star players is not showing up. I don't care. You're not going to win. And you didn't say that guaranteed. He didn't guarantee it, but he did. He did say it's a flyer and he did put some money on it, I think. (laughs) Um, So moving on to the games that we got tonight, maybe Kyle, you could chime in and give it some leans here. But the first and foremost, the, the game that everybody's most excited about, at least I'm most excited about is the Brooklyn Nets at the Boston Celtics and the Celtics are given three and a half in this one. And the over under is two twenty six and a half. So two things I'll say about this game right out of the gate. There is no way that you could fade Brooklyn getting this many points after watching game one. 
I think you see a whole different Durant tonight. I'm well, saying yeah, Durant's not gonna not gonna shoot twenty percent or twenty forty plus from Durant and a triple double from Kyrie. I don't know about it. I'm calling double. it right now. You heard it here first. So remember what he just I said. I do think the Nets are gonna win this game outright because this series is gonna go back and forth. I also just don't see there being two hundred and twenty six points scored. I think that the defenses are gonna clamp up and it's gonna be a physical game. In a, in a day where you don't see physical basketball, but it's the playoffs, and these two teams are developing a deep hatred for each other. I love it, though. Don't you love last it? Year, I love it. Last year when the Celtics and the Nets played, they got heated a few times. Evan Fournier and, Gar- and Durant got into it a bunch. Evan Fournier is not on the Celtics anymore, but I'm sure a lot of that bad blood boils over. And Marcus Smart, he just plays like a pest. So I'm interested in this game more than any game in the entire, in, in the entire round one. Based yeah. off of how the first game ended, this is going to be a great one. Unfortunately, I won't be able to watch it because I'll be working. But I'll be working too. I would imagine that we're on we're on the same page. I'm going to see what Kyle has to say about it. Um, they're both saying Boston. Our houses on it. Are they talking about? As soon they're as they're both saying Boston. Both of them are. So we're we're. I might be fading the sauce tonight on this one. I just can't see them going and giving. Laying three and a half and beating up on the Nets and the Nets not after the way that game tonight. that game ended. I just don't see it happening. I just don't see it happening either. Um, so the sauce is leaning towards Boston, and I don't even think it's a lean. I think he's straight up saying Boston. Bailey, I'm going to go with the Nets in this one because I just don't see the series going down to nothing. Bailey, what do you think? Bailey saying not by ten. I don't think he thinks much. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm joking, Bailey. We we made him we made amends. Uh, he's not leaning. He loves Boston. This is Kyle Kerm saying that he loves Boston, ladies and gentlemen. And it's the sauce himself. So don't go with what I'm saying. Go with what Kyle's saying. Um, next game, we got the Sixers and the Raptors. Let me get this down. You good? I'm waiting for you to do it. You doing it? There you go. It's stuck. There we go. Sorry. All right. So Sixers and Raptors. And I'll have to edit that out in the audio version. So the Sixers are getting one or giving one and a half points at Toronto. And the over under is two sixteen and a half. I apologize for the little low, but hey. yeah, only one and a half is fishy to me. Apparently the Raptors have some injury issues. No Scotty Barnes. So he's officially out. He's gone. He's not playing um, uh, But for, for that reason. And it's only one and a half. I understand it's a road game, but Kind of confusing to me why they're only giving a point and a half. A lot I'm of complaints last last time from uh, the Raptors head coach Nurse. He was complaining a lot about Embiid. They, they actually got a little chippy on the sidelines of both of them. And the conversation that was had was uh, Embiid told him to stop bitching about calls. And if you put me on a free throw line, I'm not going to miss. And basically he didn't. So if you want to stop Embiid, you got to guard him. You got to put pressure on him. You got to put the bigs on him. There's nobody on Toronto that's stopping Embiid. I can't. Yeah, I, I just exactly for that reason, you you always talk about fading the public or I always talk about it. Everybody that knows anything about gambling always talks about fading the public. It's one of Kyle's fucking mottos at this point. Uh, everyone in the world is betting the Sixers today. I can't see anything out of Toronto that makes me think that they're going to win this game. And for that reason, I'm going to pick the Raptors because I'm just going to go with the with the fade the public motto here. And I'm going to just go with the with the books. I guess we call this a sharp pick. 
We're going to go with Toronto on this one. Kyle says literally every single person you've ever met is betting the Sixers. <laughs> so 97% of the money is on Philadelphia here. So, like I said, for that reason, I just can't seem to bring myself to bet. What do you think about that over, 216? With the public that heavy. I don't know. I don't really have a read on the over because you don't know what you're going to get from Toronto. I think it's going to be a blowout, and I'm going to probably lose because the Sixers might just beat them up. If they beat them up, I can't see Toronto doing much. I'm contradicting myself because I just can't see the, the Raptors beating them in this game. But if the Sixers make it to the finals, do we take a chop sports trip? No. Not at all? Not for one game? No. Oh, man. And we got Mark over there from Canada bro, what, trying to get he, some love for, he serious, for the bro? Raptors. He's got his rubber ducky. It's nobody Canadian can, duck. Can see that they can see that shit. Canadian nobody duck. They can see that shit, bro. All right. So <laughs> I kind of like the Raptors in this one only because I'm fading the public. I still kind of think that Philly will beat the shit out of them. So I'm not going to bet it at all. Um, Last but not least, Ooh. on tonight's games, we got the Bulls at the Bucks, and the Bucks are given nine and a half, and the over-under is 224 and a half. Another one where I just a lot of points to be laying in a postseason game. The Bucks, according to Kyle, their perimeter defense is shit, and the Bulls missed a ton of shots in their last game. So yeah. I could imagine that knowing Kyle the way I do, he is going to be all over the Bulls in this one because like I said, they didn't shoot well in the last game and they, they barely didn't cover. So I have to say this though, the bucks also didn't shoot well. No. So if the bucks shoot a little bit better and the bulls shoot a little bit better, I still see the bucks handling this one. I don't know about laying nine and a half though. It's a lot. Nine and a half is a lot. They're in Chicago now. So you got to figure it's going to be a little more of a, you got to imagine that you're going to get a little bit more at a DeMar DeRozan. Yeah. You know? So, uh, yeah, I just, I just don't see it. I just I, don't. Yeah, I look at the Bulls as a completely depleted team. They gave the Bucks their best shot, even though they missed a ton of their shots. They gave they gave the Bucks all they could handle in the first one because the Bucks missed a ton of their shots as well. I think if this one goes chalk, the Bucks should win, but I don't know about winning by ten. So um, Bucks, by Bucks by thirty. Bucks by thirty. Okay, so scratch everything I just said. Bucks are going to win by thirty, and um, definitely don't fade the sauce on this one. Milwaukee turned it over twenty-one times in game two. I guess. So wow. he did a deeper dive on it and found some some positivity out of, out of Milwaukee for this one. So I don't really have much else to talk about on this show. You got we have some a little thing. Uh, Colin Kaepernick. We forgot. We couldn't talk about it yesterday. He's in the news again. <laughs> he was on I Am Athlete and he said that his goal is eventually to become a starting quarterback in the NFL, which I guess is everybody's goal. If you're five and you love football, right? But he said now he's ready to take the opportunity to be a backup. And he even went on to say a couple of things about like how no one's given him an opportunity since Seattle, since 2017. And he said there's there's actually one team in the quarterback right now that doesn't have a starter, and that's Seattle. And he says Pete Carroll said he could be a, a starting quarterback in this league. He doesn't understand. Have a starter. And that they was do. when they had Russ. Now they don't. Well, they do because eventually I think Drew Locke is going to get named the starter there, but it's not going to be without competition. That competition is just not going to be Colin Kaepernick. Listen, my thing is he hasn't played in the league since 2016. I don't so care if you're for Matt, seven years. You, you were borderline then. Seven years later I mean. without a look, without a, a, a game, any in-game That's action. like imagine Ed, Andrew Locke saying, I'm going to come back to the league right now. You'd still like you'd be like okay, it's Andrew Luck, but you'd still have teams being like, "Yo, he's been out of the league for a while." Like, Andrew Luck would get signed. Well, no, I, yeah, I'm not saying he wouldn't, 
but you'd still be thinking the same thing as what does he have? What does he have? What does he have? I don't, you could send me a picture every day of working yeah, out at five in but, the morning. But here's the thing. You would, you would wonder what Andrew Luck has, but Andrew Luck was the former first pick overall. I feel like there was no, it was consensus that he was a starter in the league when he left the league. Injuries yeah. aside, Andrew Luck was one an all-world talent. Colin Kaepernick, before he did this whole thing where he kneeled for the anthem, I believe Alex Smith got named the starter over him that offseason. So this all happened in a preseason game. Oh, yes, it did, yes. I don't think that Alex – I don't think Colin Kaepernick was a current starter in the league when this whole thing took place. Maybe you could make the case that he should have been. You know, he took his team to a Super Bowl. I don't think that he's – I don't think Colin Kaepernick, at the time of this whole thing taking place – was outside the top 32 quarterbacks in the world. Now, I I would make the case that he's potentially outside the top 64. And then we're talking about draft coming up. Why would you want to bring Kaepernick in when you have a litany of quarterbacks that are a- able to be drafted and you could kick the tires on those guys without the media coverage that's going to come? You don't think Colin Kaepernick – that's not a crazy take what you said. It's not. I'm just – I'm like in my head I'm thinking like of just like 50 quarterbacks. You don't think top Colin Kaepernick is top fifty quarterback, a top fifty quarterback right now? Like if, I'm saying that NFL? I'm saying that there is no guarantee. We're we're talking about guys like we're putting. I know I'm thinking of backups like you, you know, are, but I'm just. Would you put him above Cam Newton? Probably. I don't know, but if he. But, you know? so but think about that. The, That's the a perfect that, example. The fact you just that said. we're having those conversations. Of Cam it's Newton. Like Cam so do you Newton think Cam find, Newton can't even start? Cam Newton might not find a job again. And that's the perfect, perfect, perfect example. example. Is as Cam Newton. Well, okay. Well, say, is he better than Cam Newton? And people could say yes. People could say no. But Cam Newton can't find a starting job in the NFL right now. So, what what does that say? There's Cam no Newton, one that can make Cam that Newton, argument. And there's also, like I said. Uh, there's a reason why a Marquette King can't find a job punting because there's certain things in this league that you don't want to cause a stir, and that's your punter. You don't want your backup quarterback being craving media coverage. Yeah. It just doesn't make sense. I think it's almost why I wouldn't bring Tim Tebow in unless there was a real role for him because I don't need that shit in my locker room for a guy that's just going to play once in a while, if that. And the amount of realized talent in this situation, it's like, even if Kaepernick is in the top 50, how much better is he than 65? No, I got 100%. Not enough better as to where I'm going to fucking bring the media coverage that Kaepernick is going to bring into my locker room. So there's a lot of variables here, and the NFL is a business at the end of the day. I would imagine that if a team brought Kaepernick on, there's going to be a lot of upset fans. While there'll be some other people that are very happy, I just think that it's not worth it at this point, if it wasn't worth it six years ago, it's not going to happen now. Though society has changed greatly in that six years, yeah. um, the NFL hasn't. <laughs> society has, the NFL hasn't. So that's yeah, it. It's, it's, it's a lot. That's it. It's a lot we hit our hour, ladies and gentlemen. This was a fun show. It was good to be back in studio after the one-day hiatus. I wanted to thank all you guys for coming and joining us today. And uh, thanking Wrestling Rob for sitting in with Dave. We're going to go partake in our holiday extravaganza after the after the filming of this show be on the lookout for the the audio version if you're missing it here which i guess you're not because you're hearing me but if you'd like <laughs> to listen back we do offer the audio version and um also check out the chop sports fight factory that's live on our youtube or is on our youtube page from monday we talk all things mma and pro wrestling which i do think we are going to eventually start our own youtube page for that 
and split up those shows and that show into two. So be on the lookout for that. But definitely go like that video and give us a watch. I know a few of you guys have done that already, and we appreciate that. But for myself, for my boy Wrestling Rob, we got A4 in the corner. That'll be another version of the Chop Sports Daily. We'll see you guys tomorrow.